Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Um, welcome to March. First of all, you have made it through February, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's get into the episode, and Llewellyn, launch us off with that episode recap. Yeah. So this week we watched season six, episode eight. Titled The One with Ross's Teeth. The teleplay is by Perry Rain and Gigi McCreary. Story by Andrew Reek and Ted Cohen. And directed by Gary Halverson. And originally aired wow. on November 18th, 1999. Rumor has it that Rachel's boss, Ralph Lauren, made a romantic pass at Phoebe. And Ross has a bright idea, emphasis on bright, <laughs> to impress his date. Very clever. <laughs> Very clever. Um, okay, so we launch off at the soft open. Chandler comes over to Joey's place, and he's, like, kind of role-playing, like, hey, I just moved in next door. You want to play a game? Um, and Joey's like, yeah, come on in. But Chandler kind of wants to check out, like, what the roommate did with his old room. And Joey's, like, he warns against going through all of her stuff. And he's like, she doesn't like that, <laughs> which is – you know, you don't go through your like your roommate's stuff. It's just inappropriate and crosses a lot of unnecessary boundaries. And Chandler is like floored. He's he, he's saying it's like a guy has never lived there. And Chandler starts to get all up in arms about how like the girliness is spreading everywhere. And Joe and like warns Joey to be careful. And I was just like, why is Chandler all but hurt about this? Like, it seems like an unnecessary hill to die on. Did you get that same, like, I don't understand, like, wh- like what, what, what is he mad about? I mean, I think it's just the change. Like, he, you know, all this change was happening to him because, yeah, he was moving, but, like, I don't think it fully sunk in that that means that my old stuff isn't going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I can see where yeah, he's maybe. coming from, but also, like, yeah, like, it's not that big a deal. You live with a girl as well. Yeah, it just seemed out of left field. That's like, what What do you care what Joey allows his roommate to do in a mutually shared apartment? Right. With a girl. Of course it's going to. Yeah, it just seemed like really out of left field. And like in the middle of it, Monica comes over, tells Chandler that they have to hem the new dust ruffles. <laughs> Right after Chandler encourages Joey to be a man, but he's like, this is a totally different situation. <laughs> what does he call her? Which like, is yes, obvious. Sweetums? <laughs> yes. yes, Sweetums? Yes, Sweetums. But it's like obviously hypocritical, and that's going to be like the theme that follows like this storyline throughout the rest of the episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so as, yeah, go no, ahead. The Magna Doodle is oh, yeah. literally just a camel with a guy standing in front of it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's a poorly drawn cool. camel, might I add. Sweetums reminds me of the um, the candy shop from Parks and Rec. Sweetums. If you can't yeah. if you can't beat them, sweetum. <laughs> I love that. Love that crossover. Okay, so we're gonna follow this thread into the main part of the episode. We're gonna start in the cafe. Monica kind of joins the guys, and they're like Talking about her work, Hillary, the hot assistant chef, Hillary, broke up with her boyfriend, and Ross is, like, all over it, so to speak. 
So Rachel overhears that Ross wants to be set up and she says, does she have a wedding dress? (laughs) (laughs) So good. I laughed out loud so hard. The burn on that was so good. And Ross's face, of course, was priceless. Now, Phoebe's there. It's weird because like at the beginning of the scene, I thought like, oh, Monica's joining the guys. And then all of a sudden, everybody's there. Like they were all sitting there and I just kind of like missed it. But Phoebe asks Rachel if she can use the copier at Bloomingdale's in order to like promote her massage business. And Rachel agrees, but states it would be pretty weird since she doesn't work there anymore. And what transpires tells us that Phoebe was completely unaware of her entire career transition over to Ralph Lauren that happened like a year ago. And she's like, but you can use (laughs) like you can use the copier where I actually work. Um, But she's like, come at lunch because, like, I don't think my boss likes me very much. And Chandler, Monica, Ross, they all echo that same sentiment that they are not liked by their bosses and wonder if it's just, like, a universal thing. Like, Ross is like, I think it's just, like, a universal thing. And Joey, in this, what's funny about this is it's like, it's like a break in the fourth wall before breaking the fourth wall was cool. You know how, like, now there are, like, entire TV shows where they break the fourth wall and, like, talk to you. And, like, he obviously doesn't do that. But, like, the way that they wrote this script was calling out something that, like, the audience is very aware of that they've just allowed to happen in this fake land of friends. And what he says is, like, well, maybe it's the fact that you guys are all here at 1130 on a Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they're all (laughs) hanging around the cafe. During a work day. And they're like, yeah, we should probably get to work. And so they all like get up to leave, which I was wondering when this scene like was going to like come up. And so like when they started talking around like the circle about, you know, not knowing like why their bosses hated them. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is it. Yeah. Um, so, and the payoff is great for Joey. Yeah, it was it was I loved I laughed so hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> one continuity thing. So. Rachel explains that her boss is said to be like annoyed and passive aggressive towards her. But it's weird because in the first or when we first met her last season, I think it was, um, you know, Rachel attempts to like avoid her at first, but it's because they mm-hmm. were like the the whole like smoking thing. And there is never yeah. a point where they showed her like not on good terms with Rachel um, I know. So the idea that they're saying that she's like passive aggressive towards her, like just kind of happened out of nowhere. Completely agree. I was trying to like remember in my brain, I was like, wait, did I miss a storyline where something happened? And I was honestly like, maybe something happened in the episode that I didn't watch and I wasn't paying attention to the recap. No, no, it was literally, <laughs> I literally, I literally just that. Thought, I thought I missed something. Okay. Well, that's good to know that it does kind of come out of nowhere. Um, So we go to, we will spend some time at Rachel's work, obviously, because that's one of the main, you know, points of the episode, one of the main storylines. So we're at her work. Phoebe's kind of wrapping up her copying on bright pink paper. What's that remind you of, Llewellyn? Baby of of the 80s, 90s? Construction paper? Pink, pink Pink paper? Pink paper with business stuff on it? Uh... Oh my gosh. Llewellyn, I I thought you were going to be in this with me, and now I feel bad for, like, ambushing you. <laughs> Legally Blonde! Oh, I hate that movie. <laughs> what? I absolutely hate that movie, so that's not a surprise. 
I don't know where to go from here. Guys, you can watch the rest of the episode by yourself. Good luck. <laughs> we're done. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, that breaks my heart a little bit. Okay. Well, we're just going to move on. It reminds me of Legally Blonde with the pink paper. Cool. The next and thing so I was going to say was like Mean Girls. because That's the only other thing I could think of. But no. Oh, yeah. They don't. Pink paper was like a legitimate thing. Like she put her assignments and like papers that she wrote on pink paper and sprayed it with perfume. Uh um okay wow i okay so phoebe says that she met ralph Lauren in the copy room and that he was nice and she like casually sneaks it in there that he's a good kisser and phoebe is like super excited about it until rachel points out like you know he's married and Phoebe is like, well, what am I going to do? Ask every guy that I make out with if he's married. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I, sh- I, sh- I should do that. I should do that. <laughs> um, so we're going to push pause on that storyline. And we're going to go catch up with the guys. Joey is staring at a painting that looks to looks to me to be a crossover between like a Gerber baby and the Teletubbies sun baby. It's so creepy. It really is. And like begins the conversation with Janine about the girliness of her things. And obviously he's only having this conversation because Chandler brought it to his attention. He really wasn't. That painting had been there. So it wasn't like it was anything new. And Joey goes over to point out like the picture of the watering can. Um, um, and I didn't know if you noticed this, but the molding on the floor stopped like midway across the wall as if like they just didn't finish I didn't, they just didn't, didn't put the notice. molding through like the rest of the wall it just stopped um and i didn't know if it was because they had to add in that wall to make sure that they didn't like show like studio audiences and things like that but i was like okay that was a major miss um but after complaining about like the hot stick in the bathroom, which we find out is a curling iron, he begins to complain against the towel being dry and smelling nice and it's no longer wet in a pile on the floor. <laughs> and Joey, like, honestly, based on that, like, Joey has found himself a keeper. If she's been cleaning up after him and not saying anything about it. Yeah. Like, that's a kick. That's like a rock star roommate if they are not even like passively like, hey, can you maybe like pick up after yourself instead of throwing the towel on the ground in the bathroom after you're done? Like she's just that means she it's not only it's like she's cleaned his towel. She didn't just hang it up because he's like, it smells good. Like, so that means she did his laundry. I'm like, Joey, I don't think you should be complaining about this. Like, this is your ideal setup. Yeah. Honey, honey, bunny. Okay, so um and. No. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Are you done in the apartment? Sorry. I was just going to say, like, we did find out that Joey has been eating potpourri. Oh, yes. You. As if they were, like, dehydrated fruits or something. <laughs> Only Joey. <laughs> so that was that was my last comment. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of the creepy baby painting, um, Janine yes. mentions the author, or author, the painter is Anne Geddes, who is mm-hmm. an Australian artist um, who is known for creating stylized portraits portraits of babies and the one that we see in this episode is called water lily which makes sense ah okay also i don't know if you noticed but the second microwave was gone so you know how chandler and joey always have two microwaves there was only one in this scene this episode 
Okay, you know what's really actually making me, what's blowing my mind was the fact that I don't think I consciously ever noticed that they had two microwaves. <laughs> I, so I noticed it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. They're, they're like stacked above each other, right? Like one's mm. in the above thing and one's on the counter. One's on the counter. One's, one was above the stove. Like where okay. some people have them. Um, have like, but, yeah, we're most where I do. Okay. Yeah, but I yeah. noticed it a okay. couple months ago, and then when we went to New York, I made a conscious effort to look in the apartment to see if there were one, there was it. one or two, and there were two in the apartment. You didn't even tell me that. What? Yeah, there were two in there, so I was like, it must be two. And then I looked this episode. I literally rewound it because I was like, did was she just blocking one? I don't know, mm. but one of them was missing, so. I don't know if Chandler wow. took it with him. I didn't look in the other. I can't imagine Monica would let him bring a microwave over. Yeah, she's already got one. Why would they need two? She would never allow that with how little counter space she has. Right. So I don't know. Dang, that is a great. The fact that you brought that to New York and didn't even tell me about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm shook. I'm shook, Llewellyn. Yeah. Dang, good. Great catch. Wow. I wonder. Oh. And you caught that before Chandler moved out yeah interesting interesting okay well that's an interesting catch okay um okay back at Ralph Lauren we're gonna pick up on that we're only gonna have like really small scenes pretty much in elevators from here on out at Ralph Lauren but it's obviously still worth mentioning Rachel's riding the elevator with her boss and trying to like make conversation and is really just getting nowhere until she spills the tea on Phoebe and suddenly her boss is all ears. She stops the thing like they're stuck there until she t- gives her until she gives her all the dirty little details. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So this is the only scene or the well, this is the only episode that Ralph Lauren makes his appearance. Um, and this yes. is one of two lines. I think he or does he only deliver his line in this one scene? Well, in this scene, he hasn't showed up yet. This is just her oh, spilling the tea to her I'm boss. I'm in the wrong spot. Oh, it's okay. No worries. It's okay. We'll get back there. Yes. That's a little teaser. That's a teaser for y'all out there. <laughs> What's to come? Okay. More to come. Okay. So back in the cafe, Ross joins uh, Chandler and Monica, uh, kind of sharing his new set. It's really like bearing all, like bearing his new set of whitened teeth, which they are rightfully horrified at and really bad at covering it up. Now, it must have been really hard for him to act with these fake teeth in. Oh, yeah. But I didn't really hear him, like, you know how when anything changes in your mouth, like, you get night guards, like, you kind of slur a little bit, and, like, you sound like you have a lisp a little bit more because you're trying to, like, figure out how to move, like, your tongue again. He really did, like, a decent job at it. It just must have been difficult to do with these, like, teeth covers on or whatever. But the funny thing is, like, He's only wearing a top piece. Like, I know. like later on, you see his bottom teeth, and they're not white. So, oh my! I mean, they're white, yeah. but they're not like you know ultraviolet white, like black, <laughs> black light, light. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he he tells he ends up telling the friends that he left on the gel a full day, Which would not be possible longer than instructed. Oh my gosh! Like your teeth would be like burning. And when Rachel comes in, she <laughs> she immediately points it out. He's like, "Hey, have you seen?" She's like, "I could see it from I could see it from outside, Ross." <laughs> like she didn't even 
spare him like any sort of pleasantries about it or like pretended like oh she's like yeah i saw it from outside and just like kept on going with her business because she's on a mission she comes in to tell her tale to the group um and chandler's like i'm so proud of all of my friends today (laughs) (laughs) um so she obviously she like reveals what happened phoebe comes in passing out her new flyers and when when she spots Mr. Ralph Lauren on the back of the catalog and inquires after who he is, which Rachel tries to make like the obvious connection for her, but Phoebe quickly reveals that like that's not him. And Rachel discovers by like this process of elimination that in her description that like it's Kenny the copy guy. Now, the first red flag should have been that Ralph Lauren is making his own copies. Right. Like when Phoebe first said, guess who I met in the copy room? When she said Ralph Lauren, Rachel should have been like, uh, are you sure? (laughs) Ralph doesn't make his own copies. Ralph has an assistant, has an executive assistant that is doing things like that for him. Um, but Rachel is like, so Rachel's like so mad, but Phoebe is like smitten with a guy that would like lie to get her to kiss him. And it's just. It's just really funny. Now, uh, upstairs in the girl's apartment, uh, Monica's trying to get Ross dressed in something for his date that doesn't make his teeth look as white as they are. But like shirt after shirt after shirt, it's like literally to no avail. So she suggests like he put on makeup to make his skin look whiter. And Phoebe comes in asking and, and and he's like absolutely not he is like dead set against it but phoebe comes in asking ross to put up flyers for her and when she sees his teeth she yells demon demon <laughs> yeah. which like prompts him to immediately reach for the makeup like something has got to give um was this at the girl's apartment? Maybe this was at the... Maybe that was at Ross's apartment. Yeah, Sorry, that was at, it was Ross's. at Ross's apartment. Because I, I thought it I was funny. I put girls. I thought it was funny that, like, even Ross doesn't lock his door. Because Phoebe just, like, yeah. barged right in. Yeah, there's just, like, an open door policy with his friend group. Yeah, and in New York City. I'm glad that nobody else has ever, like, walked in on them. Right. <laughs> I know, it's so strange. Um. Okay, so in the real girl's apartment, Monica has put Chandler to task, like, making drawer scent like sheaves or whatever um with lavender like you're scooping it into the thing and putting it on the drawers and next on the agenda is organizing the wrapper wrapping paper drawer so you can tell like chandler's like missing his guy time so monica agrees to let him go over like over to joey's and you know drink some beer and hammer some drywall and chandler chandler's like you know that's not what guys do when they hang out and monica is like yeah and girls don't have pillow fights in their underwear and Chandler's entire world just crumbles around him. He is literally folding in on his understanding of reality <laughs> until Monica, like, recognizing that this is what's happening to Chandler's worldview, sees it and decides, like, to allow him to think that's exactly what they do. So she apologizes and she's like, I- I'm so sorry. Yes, we do. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> He's like, he's like so relieved to hear it. And it is so, so funny to me that like, I don't think that joke has ever, I've never seen that type of joke happen in any other 
like situation where they literally take like a funny stereotype of something like sexy that they think that like girls do and just like yeah and we don't do that and then for Chandler to react that way was so funny but like her trying to protect him too she's like I'm so sorry I don't know why I said that <laughs> it, it was pretty good it, it's so good so this starts kind of this little thread with Chandler where we start to follow him through these next couple of scenes so we we know that he asked Monica to go over to Joey's. So he's walking over there. So we follow Chandler over to Joey's place to get some guy time. And we find that Joey and his roommate are knitting potholders together. And Chandler is like, what is happening? Like, I'm making, I'm making lavender scented sleeves for our drawers. And now I want to have guy time and I find Joey knitting. Like, what is happening? So we follow Chandler over to Ross's place because he's like, all right, if I can't have Joey, I'll go get Ross. So Chandler, in his continued search to find something guy-centric to do, heads over to Ross's. And when he goes to ask Ross if he wants to hang out, he finds Ross on the couch applying makeup. Like, Chandler cannot catch a break. And he's like, where are all the men? (laughs) (laughs) And he just kind of storms out. So we kind of follow Chandler across like three different... um, you know, like kind of like little scenes before breaking from that storyline and going back to Ralph Lauren. So in this scene, to to your previous comment, uh, Llewellyn, Rachel and Kim find each other on the elevator again. And Rachel tries to like backpedal her story um, about Phoebe. But Kim is like, she's smarter than that. She checked the login and Rachel's card was the one used that day. So Kim thinks that Rachel is trying to cover her own tracks and like, is and like it seems like she's trying to cover it up because like it was her card and she thinks he's just like sleeping her way to the top to get her job next thing we know ralph lauren himself steps onto the elevator and like complete silence ensues and when the door closes after he gets off kim is like she suggests that like the sexual tension is complete proof the the proof that she needed to confirm that rachel did make out with him yeah, so this is where he makes one of two appearances and he only has two lines of dialogue, which I think were something like, mm-hmm. hi, Kim, how's, how are you doing or something? Yeah. Yeah, they were super and that's simple. It. Yeah. And he just stands there looking all. Yeah. I mean, how easy for him to show up to work one day and just like. <laughs> right. <laughs> we just need to stand there and maybe say like, hey, Kim, <laughs> twice. <laughs> Can you do that? Um, okay, so after, I guess, Ross applied his makeup, we catch him on his date and he's getting through his entire date by responding with like mumbles, mm-hmm, mm, like closed mouth expressions, which she like highly praises him as a good listener. I would and she, be she, so irritated. Well, yeah, for sure. If, like, you're not going to ask me about my life, then this isn't probably going to work out. But she just thinks that, like, they're, like, a really – he's a really great listener. And to be fair, like, things that I've heard about, like, guys on dates, like, guys are sometimes shocked that, like, after a girl gets done on a date with them, like, the girl's like, no, not really. And it's, like, the feedback is that, like, well, he didn't ask me anything about my life. I 
I asked him great questions and he just talked the whole, whole time. So he, of course he thought like the date was going well. So it's funny that like you would be like, no, absolutely not. But honestly, like that's usually why I also like don't continue. It's like, yeah, I held up the conversation and we were there for a couple of hours and it was fine. But like uh, you did most of the talking because I'm the one that asked the questions. Um, so the fact that she's like, he's such a good listener, like you're such a good listener. But like, finally, she sort of like makes him start talking like, OK, like, well, tell me about you. And in order to get through it, he just like covers his mouth the whole time and then like quickly tries to throw the lead back over to her. Um, and we're going to like we're going to catch up with them in a minute. We're going to go back over to Joey's place and we can assume that we're following Chandler again back over from Ross's. And he finds Joey giving Monica floral arrangement advice. Which just tips Chandler right over the edge. Oh, yeah. So they they fight. Like, Chandler can barely get a word in. He's saying that, like, this is not Joey. And as he, like, accuses him of becoming a woman, Joey starts to get emotionally sensitive, which is, like, meant to prove Chandler's statement. Maybe doesn't age the best nowadays. No. But Chandler calls him out for getting upset. And when he's asked, or when he asks, like, what he said, Joey responds, it's not what you said, it's the way, it's the, <laughs> it's the way you said it, <laughs> which has forever been a woman's trope, and I actually did find that hilarious, um, and then it sort of, like, dawns on Joey about the way he's acting, like, he kind of has this, like, coming to himself, like, okay, I can now see, like, what you're talking about, and again, it's, like, it's not the best scene on Chandler's part, like, society has come a long way, um, and, like, I don't love this for Chandler because, like, people can still be them and like new things. Yeah. So the idea that he's like, this isn't you, it's like, but then, like, you can never grow and get new hobbies or start putting up boundaries because you've never done it before. Like, I think that's what's, like, hard as we keep getting, like, more aware of, like, emotional intelligence, like, just as a society. It's just scenes like this make it really hard because he's like this isn't you it's like so what if he likes to make floral arrangements what if that's like a new hobby and it helps him de-stress like it just is it's just a weird thing to say like that's not you it'd be different if it was like a character issue or like an integrity issue but like a new hobby who cares it didn't age the best for me no um well we're we're kind of like coming down like a little bit now. So cafe, Rachel and Phoebe meet up at the cafe where Rachel tells Phoebe like the latest in the ever unfolding story of the kiss heard around the office. <laughs> and Rachel finds out that Phoebe has been hanging out with Kenny, like content, like on an ongoing basis. Um, I love that we never meet Kenny. He's just somebody that we hear about. Yeah. But that's all I have for that scene. Anything? I didn't have anything addition? for the cafe. No. So, okay. Yes. Yeah, super short. Back on the date, this is kind of where we're wrapping this up for Ross. He's still struggling through the date still. And, like, he's now starting to kind of, like, make kind of a fool of himself a little bit. But they move over to the couch. And she offers to turn the lights down. And he's like, oh, finally, yes. Like, I don't have to hide anymore because the lights will be turned down. And as they do, something terrible happens. <laughs> Llewellyn, a black light is somehow turned okay, on. Okay, so I don't. this apartment was already yeah. terrible. 
like it was just like very 90s but just like so much i don't even i don't even know she looked like a child honestly but then when the black lights came on it like took me back to like seventh grade bowling yes exactly like nighttime bowling i think i maybe had black lights in my room for like the stars on my ceiling when i was in middle school yeah yeah like long probably the last time yeah yeah, and like those black light posters. Do you remember those? Oh yeah. Like, oh my gosh. And the fact that she like so when you turn the light off, does a black light automatically turn on? Or did you turn on the black light, lady? Yeah. I like don't know. I'm wondering, like, is that what you do? Like when you turn off the lights, do you turn on black light? Like I'm just it, it's very aged, like very nineties thing. Um, and like Ross being kind, he's like admiring the image. Until he sits with her on the couch and his teeth are revealed because they are glowing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> What's funny about it is that in certain angles, her teeth weren't that far off. No. Because if you think about it, your teeth are white. Right. So, like, your teeth do look bright under. It's just not as bright as, like, the fake, you know, material that was used for his teeth but i'm like okay in certain angles like her teeth aren't that far off so like it's not that crazy but like it they are glowing it's bad yeah it looks like radioactive almost (laughs) (laughs) um and obviously she freaks out um and and we can assume that that's sort of like that's the end of the date like we don't hear about it again it doesn't come up again we don't finish out the episode with anything like that's the end And now to wrap up the Ralph Lauren storyline, Rachel gets back on the elevator with Kim. And after she kind of makes a joke, Rachel leans like into the story. Um, She's like, honestly, I felt like Rachel was like, if you can't beat him, join him. I'm just going to pretend I'm going to lean into the story and then like close the end of the story really fast. So she says like, yes, it was me. He broke it off. Like it was really sad. And right right as she's about to doubt her story right as kim is like doubting her who steps on the elevator once again ralph lauren and it's like a copy paste of the previous thing right he gets on dead silent he gets off the door closes and once once he gets off kim is floored at his coldness as if she is reading some like underlying vibes that obviously don't exist because she's been wrong on both counts. Ralph right. is literally just getting on the elevator to go up to a different floor. But she's like insinuate, like reading all of this like non-existent feelings and tensions that are happening. Um, and so like she totally believes Rachel because of that. Rachel's kind of left off the hook. It's really sad that she was quote unquote broken up with. And then we find out from Kim that she was with Kenny as well. <laughs> Which is interesting to me that she's like, yeah, it happens to the best of us. But I was like, but she didn't believe it was Ken- Kenny. She thought it was Ralph Lauren. So why is she making a joke about Kenny as if I- it seemed to like derail the fact that she believed she didn't believe that it was Kenny. She thought it was Ralph Lauren. So that kind of like crumbled the whole argument for me a little bit. Do you understand? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. It just doesn't. It didn't make sense. I was like, I, I think that was like a poorly placed. If she had believed her that it was Kenny, 
she could have been like, yeah, I, I accidentally thought it was Ralph Lauren, too. Kenny does that. I've been there. Yeah. You know, and, like, it would have been an understanding thing. But Right, which, like, I feel like had they kept her and Rachel on, like, good terms, it could have been that. Because, like, as far as we knew, like, they didn't ever have a falling out or anything. Yeah, true. That's true. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Anything about the main part of the episode? Um, yes. A couple things. So another continuity thing. Ross mentions that he has a five-year-old son. Um, however, mm. this was 1999 and Ben was born at the end of season one, which was 90 uh, or this was 99 uh, and Ben was born in May of 95. Therefore, Ben yeah. would have only been four technically. Okay. Um, then the magnitude changed again at one point. I don't, I must not have caught that, but it, it's a, it, oh, it was when Joey and Janine were knitting, um, it had changed to a unicorn with two hearts and it stayed that way for the rest of the episode. And then at the very end before the tag, they have a little thing that comes up and says in memory of Gail Joseph. Mm. And I looked it up. She was a former NBC publicist who had worked on the show and had passed away a few weeks before the airing of this episode. So they decided to put that in there. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Wow. But that is Man. it. Okay. Well, let's finish off with the tag. Joey tells his roommate, Janine, that he needs to, you know, be a man. And she offers to put all of the girly stuff in her room. But as she is picking things up, he starts to mention things that can be moved, like, in his room or maybe kept in the living room. And she sort of starts to, like, catch on to what he's doing and just... Was like, Joey, do you want me to put it all in your room? And he's like, okay. And gets all the stuff in his room. So we find that, like, Joey really doesn't want to, like, change all the stuff. He just doesn't want Chandler to freak out on <laughs> on him every time. No. Um, one other final fact that I just realized. Um, this kind of doesn't have to do with the episode more so. Um, this episode was actually mentioned in an episode of NCIS. Um, it's the episode, if people watch it, it's the episode titled Escaped. And then Mm -hmm. when McGee accidentally over bleaches his teeth, Denazio, I think is the name, (laughs) tells him, you don't watch Friends, do you? Same thing happened to Ross. You could have learned from our friend's mistake. Oh, that's so perfect. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to all our NCIS fans out there, yes. fan friends. Um, okay, favorite scene for you? Um, I think the when Joey calls them all out. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Yeah, I think that has to be it. I think it has to be it, too. And then honorable mention when Rachel says, does she have a wedding dress? Yeah. Um, so to that Ross, whole scene. That was, yeah. Oh, it was just it was just gold. But yes, absolutely. Yeah, that whole scene pretty much then. Yeah. Um, like the front of that, the top of the scene and the bottom of the scene for sure. Love that. Uh, episode rating. I'm going to say how you doing. Um, oh, I just think it was it was funny. It had a lot of funny, funny moments. Um, and I, I love when Ross makes a fool of himself and the friends call him out. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, so I'll leave it at that. It made me laugh a lot. 
I did have a few like LOLs for sure. Um, but I also don't really like, I didn't love Chandler in this episode and the whole dynamic with him trying to find like guy stuff to do and it being like, you know, typically girly things that he's like having the issue with. Um, I just didn't love how that was depicted and put Chandler in a bad light as if like his friends couldn't like grow <laughs> like or, you know. Okay. Okay. I gotta, like, I gotta, I gotta defend Chandler a bit here. Only because I see your point. I 100% see your point. But again, like you'd already mentioned, like it, some of the stuff he did didn't carry into now, which makes sense. Like this was written 20 years ago. Um, yeah. But 25. <laughs> I will say like Chandler just moved from a guy dynamic with just him and another guy into like a relationship that is kind of new to him still in a sense like this is brand new to Chandler to want to move in with a woman um Mm -hmm. and to come back to his place and like see that it's turning into a girl zone like that that probably was just and I don't know if this is how they were trying to make him portray it but it could have just been like a shock to him and he didn't know how to handle it Now, I get he could have handled it better, because I agree. But I think just in that light of, like, oh, my gosh, I expected to come over here, and, like, this is where I can be, like, 100% dude, and I don't have to have all these responsibilities, but, like, now I can't because there's a woman here, and I have to be respectful of a woman. Um, I feel like that that's probably the angle they were going, but I also get your point. But I just feel like I had to defend him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I just wish the writers would have made it a little bit more, like, complex in the writing to get that across. Like, I felt like they just cashed in the trope of, like, LOL, I walk in on Chandler and he's giving floral arrangement advice. LOL, I walk in on Ross and he's wearing makeup. It just felt very, like, oh, so you're just leaning into, like, the trope of it versus like giving the dynamic of like instead of him just leaving the room but I and I get it Chandler's the funny man but instead of leaving the room and being like where is all the men I think it could have been like written more complex and like given the audience a little bit more credit that we understood like what was happening I just felt like they cheaped out on the storyline a little bit but I, I I get like I get that it is a change, so I understand it. I just wish they wrote it more dynamically because it is a dime like it is a more complex emotion. Like he's sort of grieving the past, knowing that he's still headed in the right direction. He's just grieving the change. But like the story, like the story wasn't written that way. It was. It seemed like him just throwing a tantrum, and I think that's where my issue with it actually is. Um. And so for that, I think I'm going to give the whole episode a, we were on a break. It's like under par for me. Not great. Funny. Laughed. I laughed several times. Funny. But it just missed it on some points for me. On some of the main, like, literal main storylines. So, Um, okay. Post show wrap up. Trivia. Got really dark in here, so I need a light. Also, where did my trivia go? <laughs> there it is. Um, okay. Oh, these are easy. What is Rachel's ex-fiance's name? I 
I say that and then I uh, forget. Is it Gary? <laughs> it, is no. it? Wait, it's not Gary. Barry. Barry. I say no. Was yep. Um, prior. You got us there though, because if you hadn't said Gary, I honestly don't know if I would have gotten. Uh, I realize right now I read this one wrong. Prior to Phoebe, who lived in Phoebe's apartment? Wait, it was her grandma, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Those were easy. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Um, okay, social media spotlight. Do you know something that I just realized? What? That I didn't realize that I I kind of forgot we had a Facebook. And, and therefore, I didn't realize that we had, like, a messenger. And so there were a couple people who had said things um beth our good friend beth uh wrote something back in november that i just responded to so that feels like a big miss (laughs) i just forgot um yeah i just like back when we were talking about episode oh no i'm sorry november 20th of 2021 oh so yes yes so, so it's like sorry, from episode guys. like 74, 75. So Beth, our friend Beth, our bestie Beth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please reach out on Instagram. <laughs> or yeah. else I will oh, miss I it. I feel so bad. I just like stumbled upon it. I was like, oh, wait, I can change accounts. Oh, wait, I have we have a friend's account. Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad. But I did happen upon someone who had just messaged us on Sunday. So. It's from a new friend. His name's Eric. He said, hey, ladies, I just started listening to your podcast on Sirius XM, and I'm enjoying it a lot. I didn't realize you were on Anchor, too, because I have a podcast of my own on Anchor as well. Keep rocking, ladies, and drop me a line anytime. So I said, hey, thanks, Eric, and congrats on having your own podcast. What kind is it? He said, thanks so much. We may not, uh, he said, you may not dig it. (laughs) It involves the top songs in the nation of a certain year. Saturday is the 70s, Sunday is the 80s. I'm old school. But love that. Thanks, Eric, for dropping us a line. Um, We have a few, like, guy friends who have reached out to us, obviously, on our social media spotlight. But I will say we primarily hear from the girls, but... We have some of our staples, obviously. Shout out to you men out there. Um, But it was nice to hear from you, Eric. We also have another new guy friend. Um, His name is Jose Carmelo Andrade. I hope. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, He says, hello, my fellow friends. I enjoy listening to the podcast every week, so keep it up. And that was the first time he reached out to us. So thank you, Jose. Really appreciate it. Christy had responded to one of us. Um, uh, Manang Longcomer sent us uh, <laughs> sent us sent me. It's more he sent me that uh, a, a, a meme about the office not being funny, um, which I don't appreciate, Manang. <laughs> I do. How dare you? I do. <laughs> um. Our friend, uh, our friend Grace, uh, agreed with me. Remember how last week I thought you were like announcing that you were going to be dating somebody, and then like blindside <laughs> me on the podcast. She, yes, our friend called me uh, out. Barry Grace. She totally. I was like, oh, thank God. She says, okay, I gotta say, Leanne, I thought the same thing when Llewellyn was giving her update. Like, I really did think she was going to announce a relationship. <laughs> 
clip. LOL. I also would like to see the clip of this hot man who, in retrospect, we were talking about Aaron Tavette uh, last week. It's Tavate. And so we. Sorry. I'm sorry, Tavate. Um, and we did post that reel, so I hope you guys, hope you guys got to see it and enjoy it, because chef's kiss. Um, and then our friend um, Aradia, Aradia, um, from Instagram, she's messaged a few, um, a few times, but she says, "Hey, I was watching season nine, episode three, the one with the pediatrician. Obviously, we're not there yet on this episode, but." She says, um, and I realized that they were using a literal plastic baby doll as Emma, and they didn't even try to hide it. There were so many scenes where it was clearly visible that it's a doll. I love that. I love that catch. Hopefully, we also catch it at that same time when we do that episode in like two years. (laughs) But thanks for the heads up. And then our final one um, was from Acacia. Um, She sent us... um, she sent us a reel from, it was actually Jennifer Anderson's account, congratulating Courtney Cox on her Hollywood star of fame. Congrats, Courtney. We will repost that to our account as well, just so you guys can all see it. <sighs> Quite a long one, huh? Yeah. Um. Yes. So that is Social Media Spotlight. So recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. Oh, I don't have any. I, I don't have the brain power to think of one right now. Okay, I have one. Um, there's a new candy that I tried. Do you remember back in the day, Nerds Ropes? Yeah. I think they probably maybe still exist somewhere. Um, but there's um, they've come out with a new version of that. It's called Nerds Gummy Clusters. And it's essentially like you take that nerd rope and you chop it up into bite-sized pieces and just make it like a circle. So the rope is in the middle. So that, that texture of the gummy in the middle. But the nerds on the outside. And I'm obsessed. It's so good. <laughs> so nerds, gummy clusters. They come in, I think, three different, like, or two different flavors. There's very berry and then just rainbow where it's all the colors. Um, you can get them at, I don't know, Target, Walmart, Amazon, Walgreens. That, those are very American stores, obviously. But... I'm sure you can find them online too. So if you are itching for a new candy and you like kind of more on the like sour fruity side of candy, then Nerds Gummy Clusters are going to be awesome. So that's my recommend to a friend. Nice. You didn't think of one while I was talking? No, not at all. I okay. really don't have the brain power to do that tonight. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, absolutely not. Okay. Well, next week we're going to cover the one where Ross got, man, Two back to back, the one with Ross's teeth, the one where Ross gets high. It's all about Ross. So it's all about Ross. Yes. The one where Ross got high next week. We will watch it together. All right. So we'll catch you guys next week on the one of the friends podcast.